You are listening to the Fit Figure Formula Podcast. I help female perfectionists beat self-sabotage and lose the weight for good using the Fit Figure Formula Coaching Program. I'm your host, Stephanie Riles, registered dietitian, personal trainer, and mindset transformation coach. If you've been struggling with all or nothing thinking, negative self-talk, or self-sabotage, this is the podcast for you. Learn how to get consistent and become the best version of yourself from the inside out. So let's get started. Hello and welcome to episode four. I'm so glad that you're here. Today, I'm going to be talking about five sneaky ways that you may be sabotaging your weight loss goals. So in this episode, you're going to learn more about why you might be sabotaging. You're going to learn how to recognize those sneaky ways that you might be sabotaging and also get really clear on what to do about it. So if you're here, welcome. I am so glad that you found this podcast. I started this podcast like four days ago on my 40th birthday. And so if you listen to the episodes, make sure that you follow and share. That would be the best birthday present ever. Okay, so let's get into it. So one reason why you might be sabotaging or what that might look like for you is worrying about future consistency. So I see this a lot with clients who are worried about failing in the future. They're worried about not showing up for their workouts or not continuing to plan their meals. And it robs them of their opportunity to show up for themselves today. They're, they don't trust themselves or their future selves to continue to show up. And because of that, it keeps them stuck in the present moment. Consistency is all about trusting your future self. And in order for us to trust ourselves, we have to be honest with ourselves about what we're willing to do. We have to be honest about why we have resistance. And we also just have to troubleshoot. Okay. So we have to get honest in order to trust ourselves. We have to trust ourselves in order to get consistent and your weight loss journey really is all about your relationship with yourself. The major things that a lot of my clients will struggle with are things like self-trust, self-worth, self-esteem, self-love, and those are the core issues that are actually keeping them stuck. So a meal plan won't fix that right? The best workout plan ever won't fix that. This is about your relationship with you. Do you trust you to show up for yourself? And that is where the work is required. The work that's required is building the trust. It is not creating a new meal plan. It is what would it look like for me to trust myself Take action today, knowing that I don't have to worry about the future and that when the future comes and when the future becomes the present moment, I'm going to be ready. I trust myself. That is the work. When you focus on failing in the future, you're missing your opportunity to show up today. The future is fake. The future becomes now. And if we can just focus on now and how I want to show up now, anchor into my deep emotional why in terms of why this journey is important to me, then I will always be able to make a choice out of my highest and best self if I focus there. But if I focus my attention and I start to create feelings of worry and anxiety that I'm going to fail in the future 
and I'm going to be embarrassed to gain the weight back, right? Then we are missing our opportunity to think more about how we're already showing up right now. So the core of this is really fear. And if we are operating out of fear, that can really keep us stuck. So if we are operating out of fear, then we are not operating in faith. And we have to really build that faith muscle. So start small. Start making and executing on small commitments that you've made to yourself. And I always like to start off with where you've already made a commitment and where you've already been consistent, where you already showed up for yourself. If you sit down and you think about ways that you've already shown up, ways that you have already created some kind of consistency, it gives you an understanding that, oh, I, I haven't been giving myself credit. As perfectionists, sometimes we don't count our wins or we discount them as small. I want you to find, I don't care if this is the smallest thing ever that you have done to show up for yourself. If you said I was going to take a walk and you did, or if you said, okay, I'm going to pack my lunch for tomorrow and you did, this is small evidence that I can execute on my commitments. So we have to really zoom out when it comes to consistency. Consistency is not perfection. And this we get mixed up a lot. So I will ask a client, Hey, how did your week go? And they'll tell me, yeah, it was, it was bad. It, it didn't go well. And I'm like, well, why? And they'll say, I missed a workout or I actually ate out a little bit more than I had planned. And I'm like, so does that make the entire week bad? Does that mean that you're not consistent? And we'll take one time that we miss something and say, that means I'm not consistent. But if you literally zoom out and you look at how you have continued to try and show up for yourself month after month, year after year, you're already consistent, right? Consistency is not perfection. It does not mean that you never miss, right? imperfection is actually going to serve you better and allowing yourself some grace, allowing yourself some compassion and not identifying with I'm not consistent because I missed one thing. That is not true. So we want to really be putting consistency in context. Okay. So that, that was my first one. Worrying about the future, future failing. This is self-sabotage. It is robbing you of the opportunity to show up in the present moment. Number two, I don't know thinking. So I don't know thinking is such a convenient way for our brain to get off the hook for doing the real work that needs to be done. So maybe you come up against a scheduling conflict and Now you don't have the time that you're used to having to get your workout in, let's say. And now it's like, well, I don't know. I don't know how I'm going to work out. Or you might be starting your fitness journey and you're like, well, I don't know what to eat. I don't, I don't know what to eat. But really consistency really is about troubleshooting and sitting down with yourself and say, okay, what do I know, right? Like you may not have a PhD in nutrition and you don't need one to see results, but you know that you could be drinking more water. 
you know that you probably could be eating more veggies, right? Like the things that you do know, are you executing on that? So what we will do is discount the things that we already do know to do and then go research a whole bunch of other stuff to do and get super overwhelmed. And now we really don't know what to do. And then we do nothing. And so I don't know thinking is just a way for our brain to procrastinate on getting started. So don't allow your brain to tell you that I don't know. Sometimes when I'm in a coaching session with a client and I ask them a question about maybe why they're showing up in a certain way and they may say, I don't know. And I'm like, well, let's pretend that I don't know is off the face of the universe. Like it's not even available. If you had to know, what would your answer be? This helps you to dig a little bit deeper because we do know. So sometimes people will tell me, well, the reason why I'm not where I need to be is because I don't know what to cook. And I'm like, well, where do you get your recipes? Like, um, you know, there are apps, chat GPT will make you a meal plan. Like with all of your preferences, like it's not about, I don't know. It's just, I don't know if I'm doing this right. Right. I don't want to make a mistake. So I don't want to do anything at all. So I'll just, our, our brain will just offer us. I don't know. I don't know. Thinking is self-sabotage. I bet you, if you didn't allow your brain to offer you that thought that you could figure something out, right? You don't have to know A to Z, but you could get started with A to C. So this is just one of the sneaky ways that our brain will get out of doing the real work that needs to be done. So number three is entitlement. And this might sound like, well, I ate a salad every day this week and the scale still didn't move. Or I've been doing my workouts and I only lost three pounds this month. And we get into this tit for tat, relationship with our habits and we expect our body to comply to an expectation. And I, this is why I focus so much on identity and becoming the woman that can create the result because yes, we want to have the habits, but we want to have these habits because this is what we do to take care of ourselves. This is who we are. Not so much I'm doing this so that I can see the scale go down because you'll be disappointed. You might eat a salad all week this week and the scale says the same, right? And you might be really confused. That might create some frustration, anger, and you might want to give up. You might micro quit and say, well, dang, I ate a salad all week this week and that didn't help. So next week I'm just going to eat whatever I want because that didn't work. And now I don't know what to do. So entitlement thinking is really the beginning of a spiral because if we have this entitlement and we expect to see certain weight on the scale and then it doesn't meet our expectations, we think we're doing something wrong. We think we've made a mistake and then we fall back on, well, nothing is working. My body is broken. My metabolism is slow. But what if you just had an erroneous expectation. A lot of times we're not patient enough. We think that, um, if we eat well over the weekend, then maybe in a couple of days, I'll see, uh, the scale go down. 
We do the reverse as well, where if we overeat on the weekends or one day, my clients will get on the scale the next day to see like what damage they've done. And it doesn't even work like that. Like it doesn't work that way. So I have them practice really detaching that thought process from the scale. You will, your journey will be so much more enjoyable if you detach from the scale and also find more ways to track your progress than just the scale. And that's a whole nother podcast that I definitely will do in terms of tracking progress, but the scale doesn't always tell you everything that you need to know. So you really do need to be tracking more than just the scale, find as many ways as you can, as you can to find a win and create a win. Okay. So entitlement thinking. So let me backtrack and, uh, review what we've talked about. So being worried about failing in the future. I don't know thinking and entitlement. Number four would be being in a rush. So this is classic diet culture, feeling like I need another diet. I need another pill. I need a waist trainer. I need some more cooking equipment. I need something, a thing that can help me make this journey a little faster and not being patient with ourselves. Being in a rush puts a lot of pressure on you to be perfect. Being in a rush creates a sense of urgency. And I find it interesting that if we want this to be a lifestyle, a lot of my clients, they want to stop dieting. They want to have healthy habits that just feel like a lifestyle. But being in a rush is not going to help you get to that lifestyle. And if we're talking about a lifestyle, you really can't rush a lifestyle, right? And how you get to your goal is so important. If you get to your goal by eating keto or by skipping meals or by removing carbs, when you get to your goal and you think that like, oh, I can just start eating regularly now, that's probably not going to last because the journey is so important. We're trying to rush the journey, but the journey is actually where we learn what works for us. We learn what go-to thoughts we need to think to help motivate ourselves and get us going and get started. We learn so much about ourselves in the journey, and that's the part that we're trying to rush. And then it's like, no wonder when we have done this fad diet and we get to our goal, we have no idea what to eat. We have no idea how to maintain that. And then in comes the fear, in comes the anxiety about now I really don't know what to do because I really don't like eating keto. I really don't like intermittent fasting. So being in a rush is part of self-sabotage. And number five is your mindset around the scale and having high emotions when getting on the scale. And this is a huge one for a lot of my clients who start coaching with me. And uh, when you join the Fit Figure Formula, you get access to my private coaching app. And in this app, I walk you through each step of what you need to do. And part of it is tracking. So they may take their weight and sometimes they'll leave me like a little note and say like, oh, I overate and this is why the scale is up. And it may be like a one pound difference or two pounds difference. And I'm just like, I would never look at a one or two pound difference from two weights and say, oh, you gained weight or you've lost weight. Two weights don't me really mean too much to me. 
I need at least three weights or more to identify a trend. So the scale will trip a lot of us up. And part of this is just education around like what those numbers mean and how we need to interpret those numbers. But then it's also a deep emotional connection to I did something wrong. I messed up. I'm a failure. And again, it all goes back to those deeper virtues of value, of self-trust, of self-love, of self-worthiness, of fear around making a mistake. And so if you know that you have heightened emotions when it comes to getting on the scale, and that might look like um, it might look like you getting on the scale and the scale goes up and then you have to go work out hard or work out twice the next day, or you might skip a meal. I've had clients who, if the scale didn't say what they thought it was going to say, they would just not eat that night. And this really can affect your relationship with food. We should not be restricting our food and skipping meals because we saw a pound go up, right? Like we have to have a plan. And I personally believe in eating. I don't believe in skipping meals. This might also look like never weighing yourself or it might look like weighing yourself every single day. And there's nothing inherently wrong with weighing yourself every day. I weigh myself most days, but I have no feelings about it. I'm like, oh, I, that that's interesting, <laughs> right? Like I have no emotions around it at all. And so if you know that you do, and it throws your, your week off. It might throw your day off to see a certain number. And now you're sad. And then some people go into emotionally eating. Then some people will cut back on eating. And this is self-sabotage. So making sure that you have a solid plan for how do I handle the scale? How do I interpret my numbers so that I'm not flipping out for absolutely no reason whatsoever? This is why it's so important to work on your mindset and your fitness identity, who you think you are in your fitness journey, what you think you can create, and not always looking at yourself as the failure or the person who can't be consistent or the emotional eater. We say these things all the time, and it really does impact the way we show up. That impacts the scale, and then it's a whole cycle. So inside the fit figure formula, we coach around mindset around the scale, but then also we have daily activities that really help you to break through and give you that aha moment of why you might be sabotaging. And then I'm going to teach you how to interpret the numbers on the scale so that they are not causing you to self-sabotage. So definitely stay tuned for more ways that you might be self-sabotaging. Like I said, I have a ton of information in terms of how this might be showing up for you. If this resonated, I want you to make sure that you follow the podcast. Definitely check out the link in the show notes. I want to invite you to book a call with me and talk about how to join the fit figure formula. If you've enjoyed the show, make sure to share and thanks for watching. I hope to see you next time. Thanks for listening to the fit figure formula podcast. If you're new here and you're struggling with your fitness journey, I invite you to take a super simple next step. Click the link in the show notes for a free training. If listening to this podcast has been helpful, imagine being inside the formula coaching program. You can apply for coaching with the link in the show notes. I hope to see you inside.